Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. So I'm going to just keep an eye on this okay. because once Jill and I were recording for like 40 minutes and it stopped at 20 and I don't know what the hell happened. Okay. So anyway, if I, I can keep, watch for it too, is yeah. it like a red dot or just something? Just this. Oh, it's that. Yeah. Okay. So I can't yeah. see it. Okay. So anyway. I know how you feel about that. We're already recording. I know. I'm sure you recorded some oh, that didn't record. I did one where ugh, it was so long ago. I recorded a YouTube video yeah. and I thought I edited it or something and I deleted all the footage. Oh. Yeah. The worst. worst. The worst. So I keep SDs around for like months at a time. And Sam's like, can you clear them? I was like, no, no I can't. Yeah, you're too scared. No, I'm scared. It's PTSD. Even when it's like on YouTube, like yeah. like I might need the raw footage. Like, Same. Yeah. I, yeah, I get it. Like, I don't know what you'll need it for, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hey, hey, people. We're in <laughs> we're in the Blogilates studio here yeah. with Cassie Ho. Yay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to get you on for so long. I'm so excited to be sitting down and talking to you oh, and just spending time with you, Danny. I know. Yeah. I was like, if this if this is the excuse I need to see you, then we'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. So let's do it. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I was just um, talking before recording, but the last time we recorded a podcast was almost four years ago on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe it's been that long. Too long. How does time fly? I don't so know. Crazy. I don't know. Do you think time flies faster when you're older because yeah. you have so much to do? And when you're a kid, everything's slower because you have less to do. I think about this all the time. Yeah. I actually wonder, because I, I remember, is it just because you're bored? I don't know. I'm like, does it actually speed up? It feels faster. I know. Like it goes by so quick. Oh. I feel like it took forever to turn 18. Uh-huh. And since I've been 18, I've been 18 twice now. I'm like, what the hell? Why did that happen? I know. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. Um, I So speaking of time, we've known each other now. I want to say, I think we met on Twitter in 2011. Yeah. So we've uh-huh. known a long ass time. Oh my gosh. That's almost 10 years. I what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, for our audience who doesn't know you, like, tell me a little bit. So Blogilates is mm-hmm. who she is on Instagram, YouTube, all the things. Uh-huh. Cassie Ho. So how did you kind of get started in this industry? Give a, a little just bit of background of who you are. Okay. So basically, after I graduated from college, um, I was moving cross country. Uh, I, that was in LA, by the way, cross country to Boston for my very first job. And at the time, I had been teaching Pilates on the side, like at the local 24-hour fitness and a couple of gyms and stuff. And my students were like, what are we going to do without you? Nobody else teaches this format, which was pop Pilates, which is Pilates to pop music. And so so I was like, oh, I don't know. So I was like, maybe I'll record a 10-minute YouTube video and put it on uh, YouTube and be like, this is for you, 40 people <laughs> who go to my class on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. <laughs> and then I thought it was only going to be for them. But the next time I looked at the video, it had thousands of views and hundreds of comments. And I was like, okay. like, And these aren't even the people from class. So mm. I don't know who's actually watching this. And they were like, well, can you do a butt version and an app version? And I was like, Okay, so then I kind of just like did that. Um, but basically, that's how Blogilates grew to 4.8 million subscribers today on YouTube. And it's always come from that desire for me to 
teach and connect with people. And that's my intention today as well. It's always to serve my students. Yeah, you do yeah. that so well. It's It's been really cool to see the evolution of Blogilates, um, your brand and you, because I know that kind of, I think a lot of us fell into this, yeah. like what we're doing that you didn't grow up saying, I want to be a YouTuber because uh-uh. that didn't exist. No. So I want to know, I should share a little bit about your parents because I've met your mom and dad Yeah. and you were going away to a job and I think like being a YouTuber probably wasn't their idea for you either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, my parents wanted me to be a doctor mm-hmm. and coming from an Asian background, I'm Vietnamese and Chinese, your only three options were to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. <laughs> um, and so when I told them I wanted to be a fashion designer, they were like, definitely not. You are not going to make any money. You'll have no friends and you're just going to be poor for the rest of your life. Um, so I, that scared me. And so I went to get a degree in biology in college. Um, but by the time I graduated, even though I graduated with an honors in bio, I wanted nothing to do with it. Wow. Zero. So I still wanted to follow my passion for design and the closest thing I could get in the corporate professional world without having any design education or background, uh, um, was to become a buyer. It was mm-hmm. the closest thing I could get because it was kind of analytical and kind of fashiony, and so that's what I flew cross country for. But um, yeah, they were not happy about that. And on the side, I had also been like designing my own stuff, like yoga bags and things. And uh, you know that eventually led me <laughs> to where I am today. I guess I should get into yeah, that yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah. so um, going back to college when I was teaching Pilates on the side, I would have to hold my CDs, my keys, and my yoga mat like with my hands. So it was really hard to come into the gym. So I thought I need a really cute yoga bag to hold all of these things. And so I designed my own yoga bag. And um, when I brought it to class, my students were like, what's that? We want one. And so that kind of started it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, before I left for college, and because this was happening during college, I ended up sending some bags to like Shape Magazine Fitness and be like, oh, I don't know what happens, like whatever, like I'll just yeah. give it a shot. But every bag was like gold to me because I had like nothing. Um, but eight months into my first job as a fashion analytics buyer, oh, I really was dying. Like it was a toxic environment. My soul felt crushed every day. felt like I was doing something wrong and I was just really stupid at what I was doing and I was not meant for this. So eight months into the job, I get a text from my sister and it's a picture of her pointing her finger at something that looked like my bag in Shape Magazine. And I was like, what? And so I ran out during lunch that day and um, I remember seeing that like completely shaking and I just started to cry because this was my chance. Yeah. It was my sign to get out and give myself the 100% chance to succeed or fail. But I would have to know that, right? Like yeah. I wouldn't want to live the rest of my life with regret. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up quitting my job and I bought a ticket to China on Friday and I left on Sunday and I went to go find a manufacturer and then I just went for it. Um, and I was like 22 yeah. or something like that. I had never gone to China before. Um, I had to get a translator because as an Asian American, like I 
did not keep up with my language. So I didn't know how to speak it. And it was really weird because people were like, you look Chinese, but you don't speak Chinese. We don't understand your <laughs> yeah. what is wrong with you. Um, but anyway, I was able to find a manufacturer. And when I went back to Boston now with no job, um, I was like, okay, well, I just need to do the other thing I know how to do, which is teach Pilates. I'm going to teach Pilates like 12 times a week as a group fitness instructor. But the beautiful thing about that, even though it was really hard, was it gave me really good training in Pilates. So yeah. I I really got to understand how to be an excellent teacher. And then there are all these weird pockets of times in between classes. And that's when I would film my YouTube videos. So that was super great training ground um, after I quit my job and while I was waiting for my bags to come in. It's so crazy. Like, I feel like people can look at you now and go, wow, it's so easy. You have so many followers and you have this clothing line, but not to, to hear the story of where you started and mm-hmm. to take that much faith in yourself and just go, I'm going all in is huge. And without your parents' support, I think so many people and entrepreneurs, we have a lot of female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. on the show who they say, well, I don't have support of my family. I don't have support of my friends and people, um, they don't think I can do it. And mm-hmm. you're just, what would you say to somebody who's kind of giving those ideas? Um, you know what? You have to believe in yourself and you have to take a chance on yourself because who else is going to do that for you? And it's tough though, especially when it's your family and people that love you. And they, you know, growing up now, I understand my parents didn't want me to do any of that, take any risk because they didn't want to see their child suffer. Mm -hmm. But I was suffering not knowing what my potential could be. So I, I would rather fail so hard than not know. So I think if you believe in yourself enough, like just go for it. And when you fail, you can still get back up. It's fine. And it's in the getting back up where you learn how to get smarter and stronger and then you can try again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've gone through so many things. We were just talking before we recorded of just challenges in the business and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I'm sure it's made you a smarter business person, better at what you do, and you've learned so many lessons. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you can't really look at that stuff as failures. Mm -mm. No. Um, so your YouTube, you had the YouTube channel, you had the bags. I remember called Oh, oh Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. And I, um, when I was doing Sweaty Betty's, you sent me a bag and I loved that bag. I got compliments all the time. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so you had these two things going on. Did you feel like one of them started taking off more than the other? Like which was making the most money and which started to make the most sense or how did that kind of go? Cause right now, now you have two brands. You really yeah. have your blog. Well, you have probably more than that really with a lot of different streams of income, but, um, you have your blog Pilates brand uh-huh. and then you have Pop Flex Active, which is your active mm-hmm, line. Mm-hmm. So take us through that kind of trajectory of where things split or did they split? Okay, so what happened was as Blogilates, the YouTube channel was growing, people started asking for merchandise. Mm. And th- I never thought it would like work this way, but people were like, Oh, do you have like Blogilates like shirts? And I was like, What? And that was the moment I was like this is a brand like what Mm. like you want to wear my screen name on your shirt like why (laughs) would you want to do that (laughs) um but what i ended up doing was going to forever 21 buying some blanks for like two three bucks and then like screen printing on it um and it sold out on facebook real quick and i was like okay so you want more and like it just it started from that from like printed shirts yeah and then eventually it led me back to my origin of design passion and now we have an activewear line and we have yoga mats and bags and all sorts of things and stationery and it's just been so fun because that's where my heart is I love creating yeah yeah I love all this stuff and I I wanted to talk a little bit about business but what I really want to talk about today Uh is like 
body image stuff. Yeah. Because so I know over the years you have been on camera mm-hmm. and YouTube. If you guys haven't been on YouTube, there's some of the worst trolls that live there mm-hmm. <laughs> and make some of the nastiest comments. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to put themselves out there because they're afraid of those comments. And so you've had people make comments about your body. Mm-hmm. You've had people make comments about what you talk about. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just want to talk about that because we met early 2011 or 2011 mm-hmm. and then you did a fitness competition. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of just go back to like you being online and like how did the first comments come out and how did that shape you and just kind of let's riff on that a little bit for sure um first of all you guys have to know that danny j and i like like she said met on twitter and then i invited her to just stay at my house <laughs> after never meeting in real life ever but back in the day it felt safe right? totally I mean, like luckily totally. like you didn't kill me and i didn't kill you and it was great <laughs> yeah. we're just but like hey and i flew because you, you were in flew. san francisco i know you flew to come see me at my first bikini competition and my last <laughs> and you were so supportive and i thank you that meant a lot and i'm yep. so glad like we're still friends yeah. and everything it's so cool um anyway body image stuff so yeah when i first put up my um first Pilates video on YouTube, I was really scared that people would be like, oh, look at her form. Her core isn't even in that tight and her low back isn't pressed into the mat or whatever and toes aren't pointed. Okay, I did not even expect people to attack my body. Mm. I really didn't because I saw myself as a teacher, Mm -hmm. okay? Like you don't attack a teacher's body. You just look at her and you're like, okay, I should move my leg like that. And so the very first mean comment was something about, I don't know, probably like, Oh, why don't you have abs or something like that? And I was like, what? And in the beginning, it made me cry. And it was really mean because who would actually say that? Um, but also, I grew up chubby. So I've been called fat. And I've, I've had, I guess, body image issues since forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been conscious of it. And that's possibly also the reason why I really like fitness because it helps you control um the way you want to look and feel and things like that. So that's how it started out with the mean comments. And then, you know, uh, when I did the fitness competition, it really was for me to see how far I could push myself physically. I just really wanted to know if I really dialed it in with my fitness and my eating, like what could my body look like? Mm -hmm. And um, that experience was really intense, but it gave me... Wow, it gave me so many things to think about uh, and deal with afterwards, including an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. um, a a major body image disorder. Because I remember after doing not so well in that competition and just like comparing myself to the other women on stage, I was like, my boobs aren't big enough. Genetically, my butt will never be that big. And afterwards, I was like, should I go get like a, a... some breast implants like I'm gonna do this again and I'm gonna do better and afterwards I was like okay well I'm just gonna eat even less and work out even more and then my body was really rebelling it was like nah that's not happening anymore and so I started becoming this sponge that would just get bigger and bigger like over the next three or four years because I had some form of metabolic damage and if I ate pizza I might lose weight if I ate salad I might gain weight like you I just had zero control Danny I know you went through something like this too um so that was hard internally but externally people were judging me and being like, oh, you used to look so good. Like, how come you're gaining weight? So people saw me gain weight on camera as I'm being a fitness instructor. 
And for fitness instructors, if you don't look like a billboard of what your programs are supposed to be, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, do your programs even work? So I got some of that. I got... Um, you're too fat to be a fitness instructor. If you care about your career, you would actually try to lose some weight or Whoa. get some abs. Like, and when you're attacking my career, like that is just going too far. And it really, uh, it really hurt. It, it really did. But you know what? Our bodies are always going through different changes, different journeys. And it really is only a physical shell. It's about how you feel. Yeah. But in that point in time, I was not feeling good about my body at all because I didn't I couldn't tell it what to do yeah. it wasn't listening and how did you keep showing up like were you still um keeping your content as consistent mm -hmm. or were you shutting down or like hiding behind different clothes yeah like, how are you managing it so we've always been really consistent with the content but I felt like well I would never want to show my stomach I would always cover it up I feel like there was even a point when I started to wear even more makeup because I felt like I needed to hide how like and I'm going to say things like how, how hide how fat my face was getting. I wasn't like fat or whatever yeah. you want to say, but in my head I was. Sure. And I was like, I was just trying, I was trying to hide behind a lot of things. And um, yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. It was, I look back at those videos. I'm like, you work so much makeup. <laughs> <laughs> but also during this time, I feel like your career was also starting to take off and mm -hmm. things were, I mean, you were, you were growing consistently and mm -hmm. a lot of good things were coming at the same time. So was that hard? Did you feel like, uh, externally things are coming to me I'm getting opportunities and yet like why do I feel like I look the worst or was any of that going on because I feel something like that happened to me where mm -hmm. I started getting magazine offers mm -hmm. and all these offers and it was like right when my body started rebelling and I was like oh my god they want me to do this and I'm not in shape and I can't control it yeah and I was like why is this all the things I was working for are happening now you know it's such an interesting question because I do wonder sometimes if being so vocal about my body struggles and stuff also brought me the opportunities too, because mm -hmm. you just don't see fitness instructors talking about that because maybe they're already naturally fit or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, it was just, it was hard for me internally to feel good about myself because I am the type of person that if I put in a lot of work, I get better results and the more hard work I put in the even better results and it just wasn't working like that with my body so I constantly felt like a failure to myself mm -hmm. on that side of things um yeah but with business stuff yeah I feel like that was doing well but I kind of felt f like a fraud a little bit to myself yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy so how did you start to kind of get through that like eat normal when your body started to respond like what things were you doing differently mm, oh man this was like years of like uh, trying this diet and trying that diet and then just letting go completely there was a point when I was going through all of that where I was like you know what I'm just not gonna work out at all and not and not eat healthy or just literally do whatever and that wasn't good either because it made me not fit anymore and I was like okay it is not about just the way that you look like I couldn't get through a cardio workout without huffing and puffing on camera like really crazy and I was like this is not how it's supposed to be I think we ended up probably not even posting that video because it was that bad and I was like, okay I need to get back to the gym but at that point I was working out to look away not to feel away mm -hmm. and it was the moment when I decided that okay I need to find the joy in working out again 
that's when things started shifting. It was a mind shift. And it started with me um, taking a dance class, just doing something that really was outside of my normal regimen. And it started to relax my mind, relax my body. And eventually, um, I started getting on the right path. And my digestive system began to work again. Everything just started working from that first dance class. And I love dancing. It just yeah. makes me really happy. And it, it's cardio workout without feeling like a cardio workout. Yeah. Um, and then I just began to enjoy things again. But that's how it started to shift. But it took a few years. Yeah. Yeah. That's so big. That's something I, I felt like it's, um, I did as well. I was like, I remember I started in fitness because I loved it. Yeah. And then I was like, I hate, like, I don't want to go to the gym. I'd cry. I'd sit in the parking lot and just ball. And oh I'm like. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> I, there was a point when I would sit in the parking lot of the gym for like 30, 40 minutes. I would call Sam and be yeah. like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, then don't do it. I was like, but I have to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh my gosh. I would so sit weird. out there. I would sit out there for same thing, like 30 minutes, an hour. And then I get in, I'm just like dreading like I'd, and I'd wander around the gym like I don't know what I want to do like I don't want to I'm looking at the stair mill I'm like I need to do the step mill and I was like but I don't want to I look at the weights I'm like I need to lift weights I'm like but I don't want to and it just this mind fuck the whole time was just totally Ugh. and and I just thought I remember thinking I need to do something fun and I, th I think I started just going hiking yeah because I was like I was um not living near anything really special so I was like well I'll just go on a hike or something because I needed to do something that was bringing me joy instead of dreading it I was like if I can't go to the gym then I need to do something that feels good yeah I like the dance thing too and I think that's such a smart like if I I, I kind of forgot about it and I think sometimes you know you've gone on this journey it's been a few mm -hmm. years so you forget but mm -hmm. I know people who are listening to this maybe are still going through it and that yeah. might be something like take a class or yeah do something fun now what about the food side oh food side. Food has always been a struggle for me, mm -hmm. but recently, um, so I went on this 90 day journey where I was like, you know what? I'm going to get in the fittest shape of my life mentally and physically. So it wasn't just about the physical, which is very different than what happened in 2012, my first mm -hmm. fitness competition. Um, and I was going to blog every single day. So I had a reflecting portion of my journey where I could write down how I feel, what I ate. Um, I was going to record everything that I ate so I would know what was going on because I stagnated and I've tried a lot of diets and nothing really works. And I feel like it's been, a, I felt like it had been enough time since my metabolic damage that I could probably control what was going on yeah. with my body again. Like body would respond again. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really wanted to experiment. And um, what I learned from this 90 day journey was that I eat a lot. <laughs> like, I eat a lot. Um, even if it's healthy stuff, I can just, like, I, Danny J, I could, uh, I could beat almost anyone in eating competition. I know I don't look like I can, but, like, I can eat a lot. <laughs> so, um, I feel like I could probably out eat you, but I, I believe, I get it. Like, I'm, a, I'm like a volume person. Oh, volume. You know? <laughs> yes. And that's why, like, salads are good for me because yeah. volume, right? Yeah. It just looks big. Yep. Keto did not work for me mm. because it's so high density yep. with the calories that I'd be like, okay, well, I can just have like a ton of these nuts. Right. Like, no, no, no. Like, so during my 90 day journey, I started out keto and I lost about like five pounds in the first month, which is normal. Anytime I start anything, sure. vegan, paleo, whatever. And then my weight started going up and I was like, oh my God, I got like 60 more days and my weight just keeps going up. And I had been like graphing everything because I wanted to know scientifically, okay, Cassie, it's at this point in your life, you should really know what works for you. Yeah. And, um... Uh, what ended up happening, which I wouldn't have been able to do had it been like five years before, is I started calorie counting. Uh -huh. And that was the one thing I did not want to do. Yeah. Because when I did do that, I was obsessed. Sure. I was restricting even more. And it was just a bad like mind place for me. 
But this time I went into it feeling different. I went into it with a scientific approach as in like, okay, well, what percentage of carbs or whatever are like good for you and whatever. And I would allow myself to be flexible every week to see what worked and what didn't. Um, And at the end of the day, I realized, you know, you can have ice cream, you can have whatever, as long as you just don't overeat. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, your original question was, how did I deal with the food? Um, As of right now, so I've maintained my weight since after the 90 day challenge for over a hundred something days now. So I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm like pretty good with it. Um, It's just me remembering not to eat past my level of fullness, which is really hard because my mind, I feel like is really strong. And it's always like, yeah, you can do more. You got this. You got this girl. So I need to be like, okay, I'm full. Just like, stop. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. I'm not like a natural type of person who like, I like to snack a lot. Yeah. I like to eat a lot. Well, I think so. (laughs) I think so many people that's so relatable. Um, And I think too, maybe even growing up and I don't know if this is you, but I was always told to finish my plate. I always have to take two more bites. Uh and, And so then, and sometimes like if, if I'm full, like I do this all the time and Jill does with kava. Um, I don't know if you eat kava, like they have these I bowls. I love kava. <laughs> so oh my God. So and good. it's always, there's so much, right? Yes. And so it's always so delicious and so many like textures and flavors. And there's usually about, I don't know, a cup left and I'm already full, but I'm like, well, there's not much left to save it. So you, but I don't want to throw it away. Uh-uh. So it's just like, you want to make yourself do it. And I'm always like, there's just like four bites too many. And I started just, and it's, it's a practice. Okay. I started just like actually just putting the lid and putting it away. I'm like, That's okay. so hard. But it is. Cause it's like, you're Ugh. like, there's not enough that I really want to save this, but I don't, you know, so you like force yourself and you're going, why am I doing that? Yeah. It's just a weird, like mental shift to try to make mm-hmm. yourself just not make yourself but just stop when you're full and also recognizing I feel like and maybe you did too after the fitness competition I don't feel like I knew when I was hungry or when I was full I just felt like I was hungry all the time yes and I was I never felt. full well because we were eating like 250 calorie meals five or six times a day yeah, like I yeah. mean all I was thinking about was when's my next meal yeah yeah it was terrible now I I eat like two like big meals a day because I don't eat breakfast because I don't really like breakfast I'm Mm -hmm. not ready for it at that point and then I snack on stuff like here and there but yeah the whole six meals a day thing did not I mean it worked at that moment but it didn't work as a lifetime solution as a life yeah as a lifestyle so you you've been going through this journey and I wanted to talk about the 90 day yeah um, because I know that over the last few years just in society there's been this shift in body uh what do they call it? Body positivity. positivity. Yeah, the body positivity movement and um, like fat shaming and, yeah. and a lot of different things. And so you've had, a, because of your the size of your audience, you yeah. get a lot of that stuff thrown uh-huh. at you. So I know when you talked about the 90-day journey, there was a big shift in your brand and I loved it. I was watching. Um, you kind of had this like, I'm going to be me. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired. So kind of talk about that Uh, what happened before the 90 day journey like why your decision and like how you kind of stepped out okay so I'm already a really like goody two-shoes brand I feel like I I don't cause but that's like also me that's who I am but I felt like I was being pushed into a corner to be a perfect vanilla cupcake at all times because as Blogilates got bigger there are more eyes on me and people more critical of everything that I said and um so I just started becoming who they wanted me to be and then I lost my identity and I didn't really realize that until I went on this retreat and then as we were driving back to the airport I just started bawling and realizing I am not who myself 
I, I, I am not who I am right now and this doesn't feel good and I need to change, but I'm really scared because no one's going to like me for me type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And so um, I was talking to Sam about it. And I was like, Sam, I need to go on this 90 day journey for myself. I'm not blogging anymore because I'm scared that everything that I say will offend everybody. And it usually does for even as like a, like a Disney channel brand, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like just like so PC about everything that I say. And then I was like, I just want to go on this journey for me. I want to get in the fittest shape of my life mentally and physically. Cause I'm just feeling like I'm losing myself. And I'm like, but I'm scared because if I announce that I'm going to change my body, or I'm going to do this and go really hard. Like they're going to be mad because my brand got to a certain point where it was like, okay, do 20 pushups. But like, if you don't feel like it, it's okay. Because like really like be in tune with yourself. Like, 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 yes, but like not all the time because true Cassie is like, oh, you want to get it done? Well, go get it done. Do whatever it takes to get it done. And I hadn't shown that side of me because I don't know, like the environment of the uh, body positive movement and stuff like I don't know, kind of shame stuff like that. And because I kind of got put into that category, not by my choosing, but by the media, um, simply because I didn't have abs, you know, all of a sudden I'm a body positive instructor, (laughs) which is like fine, but like, that's not really my brand. Um, Yeah. So then I started gaining this audience that wanted that that softer, gentler version of me, which I think is good when you're at a certain point of your life. But last fall, I was like, I'm so done with that point in my life. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to blog every day for 90 days because that's the one thing I've been scared of doing. So I'm going to do that. I'm also really scared of announcing my weight and where I want to be. So I'm going to do that. And um, and I also really just want to feel like myself again. So I'm just going to speak my mind. And so when I announced that, okay, my goal is to get to 20% athlete level body fat and 120 pounds and whatever, people went crazy and I knew they were gonna go crazy but I did not know how crazy they were gonna go like people went berserk and like women's health buzzfeed daily mail like everyone wrote about like fitness instructor like uh, I forget I don't even remember what they said but it was basically like body positive fitness instructor wants to lose weight and it's shocking or is it just (laughs) way better than that title but whatever it was like insane and then the fans some of them got so upset with me they were like you are uh, a bad role model for women you clearly have an eating disorder you're triggering to the entire female race like it was like so bad it's actually the worst on youtube for whatever reason um and i dealt with the backlash for a good like well, the whole time, really, yeah. but it was really bad the first few weeks. And that really made me cry because I was like, I'm finally trying to like be myself right now. And I'm literally blogging every day to tell you how I feel. And people are just like bashing me down. I'm like, I just got to get through this. Yeah. I just got to get through it. And eventually, after the 90 days, um, with me allowing myself to make mistakes and be flexible with my diet and my workouts and how I was feeling, like I eventually got to my goal, which yeah. felt really good. And... A ton of people were still there. Um, And I think a lot of the quote unquote like haters like left. And that's fine because if my content didn't serve them, then I don't need you to see my content. Like that's totally fine. Um, And so my audience like shifted with me. And I now have like this, I have a lot more confidence than I once had before. And it's not because I lost weight. Like, yeah, okay. I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, cool. I look really good. I look really hot. But it's more that... I was able to finally do the one thing that I never really knew how to do because I've only ever done it with a coach or Mm -hmm. with a personal trainer. And now I feel like I know my body so well. I know exactly what foods 
will do what to my body? And it's so empowering. And that's why I'm more confident because I, I don't know. I yep. just, I just like have this like command on my life and it feels really good. The body positivity movement is interesting too, right? Because it's almost like if you say you want to change your body, mm-hmm. then there's the assumption of you hate your body. And I, I think that there's a way that you can want, to, like you can love yourself, love your body and want to be better. Right. Yeah. Like if somebody wants to go to school, we're not like, what? The education you have isn't enough. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for saying that. I agree with you. It's like, can I be a better version of myself? Yeah. And so it's so fascinating, too, that this kind of came. And we had kind of a conversation about it before was like, why am I getting bashed for wanting to look better? But it's the weight loss and there's, you know, diet culture and backlash mm-hmm, against mm-hmm, diet culture. Mm-hmm. And it's I think that you came up around with such a healthy perspective Mm -hmm. and a perspective we need to see Mm -hmm. of like you can count calories and you can do these things without being obsessive Mm -hmm. and I think you were really open about like if you started to get obsessive I'm absolutely certain you would have shared with your audience how Mm -hmm. you how like that was happening to you right 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 right. and here's the thing like I you have to be ready for the calorie counting you have to be ready for the weighing yourself if that if you're okay with it because yeah if you had asked me to do that right after my bikini competition when I was gaining weight, there is no way yeah, yeah. I would have stepped on a scale. And I didn't step on a scale for three to like three years because I was yeah. terrified of it. And the first time, um, one of the first times I stepped on the scale again was starting my 90 day journey because I wanted to know the truth yeah. and numbers. Well, I don't want to say numbers don't lie, but numbers are numbers. And if you're comparing yeah. your weight against the you know, your weight last time on the same scale at the same time of the day, then it is a piece of information. Yeah, it's data. It's data. And that's how I needed to view it instead of this is your self-worth. And if it's not lower than the week before, you're absolutely just like a worthless human being. And that does take time to get out of that space. So you have to be ready for that. And um, at this point in my life, I was ready for that. But I understand the people who unsubscribed and unfollowed because they just it was triggering. And I get that. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, but the backlash was not necessary. And the mean things that people were saying was not necessary at all. Yeah. yeah. It's it's such a tricky place to be uh, a role model or looked at that and then be, having people tell you that you're not because of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think your messaging all along was, was perfect, which was like, I need to be true to me. Mm-hmm. So many people need to hear that message. Um, being true to yourself. Uh, making yourself get in the best shape of your life mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like more of us need to do that. So I had a, an old assistant and she had posted, I think I sent it to you too. Mm. She had posted um, that she had, she was like embarrassed. She took a picture. She's like, I gained 50 pounds. And she said that, you know, the body positivity movement is just telling me to just um, be okay with it uh-huh. or just relax or don't really work out. And she finally was like, I just don't feel good anymore. So she's like, I yeah. went on a run today and uh-huh. I feel really great. And I just need to do this for me. And so I think there is this place where some women are now like going, well, I want to lose weight, but is it for the quote unquote right reasons? You know? And I think sometimes it's just like, if you don't feel good, you don't feel good. Yeah. And some people don't feel good with a few extra pounds on. Some people are fine that way. Yes. It's really about like how, going back to what you said, how you feel. Uh-huh. How do you feel? How do you feel in your body? How do you feel like, can you climb up a set of stairs without Mm -hmm. being out of breath? And I think we need to, it's not that the body positivity movement needs to necessarily change, but it's also... If we're talking about body positivity and then we're shaming people and like, isn't that exactly opposite of what it's trying to do? Yeah, it is. And and I think the problem stems from everyone has their own definition mm-hmm. of what body positivity means. And then if you don't agree with that person, you start imposing your definition of body positivity on other people. And that just brings, oh man, too many issues with that. It's such 
a feeling for yourself. And like you said, you have to feel good in your body and you get to determine how feeling good looks and feels to you. Um, but yeah, just like with nutrition or workouts, it's something different for every person. Yeah. Yeah. I love too. And you guys, if you follow Cassie, she, I, I feel like you have such a holistic, because of your journey, because mm-hmm. of going through the fitness competition mm-hmm. and struggling and going up and down, mm-hmm. like you're in a much healthier place. And I love how you do like little experiments. You did, I think it was like 30 days of, um, plant-based food oh, in January or something? I did. I did do for 2020. I did 20 days of vegetarianism. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about that real quick because I watched some documentary. What was it that was super popular? Oh, it was like stronger, faster, was something like that. It's the one where with the vegan athletes yes, on yeah. Netflix. Anyway, yeah. I was cooking and it came on. So I watched it and then I was like, oh, how interesting. Like maybe I'll just try this as my, you know, it's really weird, Danny, but I live my life in challenges. I just like it yeah, that way. I <laughs> so do too. Right. Okay. So then January is like, oh, let's just do a 20 day vegetarian challenge. Um, I specifically decided not to go vegan because I did go vegan once for six months and I just bruised so insane. Mm. Um, I felt really soft all over and just didn't really have as much energy. That was me going vegan. And so I was like, okay, this time I'm going to do vegetarianism so I could have eggs at least for right. my protein. Um, and I was so happy because Sam, my husband actually decided to do it with me, which is really fun. Um, but he got to eat, you know, quesadillas and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm still going to go like grain free and whatever. Cause I know for me, grains bloat me, yeah. um, milk gives me acne. So I was going to do it like my type of way. And like, it was fine, but it's a little bit hard to do vegetarianism grain free, uh, especially mm. when you're eating out. So then I realized, you know what, maybe I'm more of like a, I don't want to give a brand to what I, how I'm eating, but basically I love cauliflower rice and I eat that with chicken and I eat it with a side of broccoli or like a big salad. Like I just like, I like that. I I actually enjoy zucchini noodles and stuff like that. I like it. (laughs) I think it's so important to say that and just kind of know an experiment and go, because I think we get, and I'm sure you get this too on your channel. And I remember as a trainer, just people going like paleo was really big, you know, and, and vegan like 2011, 2012. And I'd have clients go, should I go paleo? I had a friend who lost 30 pounds and I'm like, well, do you like meat? Yeah. And do you like, you know, these, and then, well, I had a friend who lost 30 pounds going vegan. I'm like, okay, well, do you, can you uh-huh. just not eat meat? And I feel like it just, you have to really figure out what works for you. Yeah. And I love doing a little experiment, like going, okay, let's try this. I did a, um, a biome test. It's like a gut gut biome kind of test recently okay how'd that go well they so they gave me this list of foods that are not like that i need to avoid for a while to get my gut bacteria back and it was what are those so the ones that i got were shocking to me because it's the stuff i ate all the time uh, brussels sprouts cauliflower green beans tomatoes which i didn't realize so i tried to cut all this out tomatoes i realized are like in every like salsa i do so much tacos i, I was like salsa. salsa ketchup uh tomato sauce like i was like oh my gosh i do so much tomatoes and and brussels sprouts i eat brussels sprouts and green beans are like my favorite vegetables so i went i was trying to do 90 days i actually stopped about 60 days okay i went to this vegetarian restaurant and uh-huh. i was like nothing on here i can eat so uh-huh. i'm just gonna enjoy my food and okay. my life um but i'm gonna probably go back try to do the 90 days and retest to see how it did but i guess there's Cert, like your body a lot of times it is like what you eat the most of that yeah. causes some irritation yeah but you can take it out for a little while and then your body resets and then you can eat it again because I was like there's no way I cannot eat these vegetables for the rest of my life but I was chatting with a doctor and it's fascinating just to like I just like to experiment with my body too to see yeah. do I feel different yeah do I sleep different uh-huh. if I if I make this change in my diet 
But I, I feel like if we put ourselves in a box of like, I only eat paleo or keto or whatever the name is, mm-hmm. we cut out on like, I don't know, enjoyment of life and, yeah. and for what, you know, uh, like, because maybe we're going to weigh two pounds less. Like, is that visibly? Is that worth it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. And that's the whole thing. And it's like, how do you live your fullest life being the happiest you can be doing the things you want to do while looking the best you can look and yeah. feeling the best you can look. And it's a balance that we all have to figure out it's not going to be the same for everyone and the other thing about you know putting yourself in a box in a diet box is that you feel like you're in food jail and that's how I felt the whole time I was doing my bikini competition was that I can't have that bananas are bad apples are bad so by the time I got out of food jail when I touched a banana I felt like I was doing something wrong and this guilt would just overcome my body and again it's just like complete like mental state of disarray and just disillusionment so it's not good yeah. to label yourself really not and you know i like my ice cream i i eat ice cream now i love it it's great sweet cream from mcconnell's oh my gosh the best. <laughs> <laughs> haven't tried it no we'll have to put it on the list. it's really big i think that's huge i i think so many women listening can relate to some of that stuff and i think sometimes we just need permission or to hear yeah. someone else going you know jill and i talk about she has a philosophy called uh, moderation 365 like okay y- meaning like you're not going to eat differently on monday than you eat on the weekend because many people uh-huh. do like the binge on the weekend they're like okay Monday my diet starts right yeah. so 365 is you eat how you want during the week so you never feel deprived yep. you never feel and so I think that you're a good example of that like your version of you eat what you want and, uh-huh. and then you're not punishing yourself for it. and if you feel like you went off the wagon if there is one you just get back on exactly track. and like I just got back from a vacation where I ate pretty much whatever I wanted and whatever made me feel good. So I wouldn't like stuff myself with bread because I know it wouldn't make me feel good. Um, And then I came back and like, I weighed myself just to see, and I was actually the same weight as when I left. And that's the thing. And I ate a ton of macadamia nuts and a ton of ice cream. And it was like, hey, because your body's smart. And then I'm also active on the trip. I'm swimming. And it's like, yep. it's all of it. It all comes together, but it's also not being stressed about it because that makes you hold on to weight too. It's so, so unhealthy. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I think sometimes the stress about it makes it worse than the actual food. Yes, I agree. Stress, uh, not sleeping. I mean, all of that mess with my digestive system way back in 2012, for sure. So good. Okay, so you finished the 90 day. I was actually looking at the blog the other day. I love love that you, even though you had that backlash, you just kept going. Oh yeah. With it. You just keep going. How do you feel now in your brand? Because you got so much backlash, you Mm -hmm. had people leave. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there was a fear of like, did you think you might be ruining your brand or were you just like hoping... Or were you like, oh, we'll just see what happens? <laughs> um, there was definitely a discussion between me and Sam of like, was I ruined my brand? Am I only as big as I am because my body looks this way mm-hmm. and I also happen to be a fitness instructor? You know, like, but at the end of the day, Blogilates is Cassie Ho. And if Cassie Ho doesn't feel good about it, then that's not the brand anymore. And mm-hmm. so um, I feel good now. And actually things are growing like, faster and it's really cool and I think it all stems from the fact that I have confidence again and I feel good again and it really goes deep it goes really deep because even when I post a YouTube video um people can I can tell when I'm excited about a video that I'm posting because I can it shines through my voice the way I teach and then you can see the feedback in the comments that they really liked it too because I was having fun so if if Cassie isn't having fun and doing a good job of something the blog a lot is not going to be successful at all so it has to be me 100% even if people don't like it it still has to be me so good yeah so good 
Yeah, we have also just a lot of listeners building brands online, building social media following. And I think that feeling like you have to fit into a certain mold or Mm -hmm. look like somebody else or do what they want does trap you. And you, once you get to be who you are and who you want, I think it does just bring you the right people. Yeah, I agree. And you should allow yourself to be weird and be you completely because why copy and try to be someone else it's lame and it's also really hard so true so true well thank you so much for being on here today I think this is such a just a great conversation I like talking about this stuff and I love hearing your journey how do people find you where's the best place to get with Cassie Ho get all your calendars and your clothes (laughs) so you guys can go on blog Pilates Um, it's pretty much blog and Pilates but minus the P you can find me everywhere with that except for TikTok TikTok is blog Pilates official and I'm having so much fun on TikTok oh my gosh I was (laughs) doing it for a while I like grew really fast and then I just got really sick in January and I'm like I need to go back but I was like sick the whole month and I was like no. Oh, I need to go back to TikTok. I was sick in January too. Oh really gosh. bad. Yeah. Like bedridden sick. But thank goodness I'm better now. Yeah, I need to get yeah. back to TikTok. Um, and then uh, popflexactive.com for the active wear and the stationery and the yoga mats. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Love it. All right, y'all. So follow Cassie. She's amazing, doing big, amazing things all the time. And You could tell from this interview, she's just full of energy. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.